This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here we have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Hey, much, hey, before man. you say something, before you say something, I, I see you already found a barber up there. Oh, I went to Diaz. Oh, D- okay, okay, Diaz okay, okay. You know, so um, I have not found a barber yet. I was going to, like, figure that out, but that is just, it seems so complicated with the, having to schedule ahead and all the other stuff. So, you know, whenever Diaz can fit me in, I, I think I'm going I'm to go ahead and make that 10-minute drive uh, over there, that voyage to uh, sit in the chair. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever my cousin Alex tells you, if it's under sense of desperation, go with it. Like Alex probably will have you out there again. Yeah. Go get hooked up for like a hundred. Like, bro, I can't. No, I, I, I refuse. So, exactly. Like, it, I, look, I, I don't. I don't have time for that. And you know, like his hundred is like you know, it probably includes some version of someone to be like, hey, you you, you want some help? They try to put you. They probably put you put you a system in there. Is like so. Yeah, they, like they have, do we mess around with your corners and all that? Yeah, uh, we gonna yeah. bring you back to life. You know. Yeah, it's like look, man. But, but this is this is a good conversation. So okay. So what do you, I love? So all my life when I was growing up, right? It seemed like. You could get in and out of the barbershop for like under 20 bucks. Yep. And then one day it changed. I don't know when it was. And, you know, it was it was like all of a sudden it, w- it was not that anymore. Um, um, what, what, what do you think is, is the proper haircut price for now or for back then? Man, or I don't what? Know. Or what? It should be based on what the prices were back then, is what you mean? I guess. Like it just seemed like it was like, oh shit! Like like one day I looked up and they was charging like thirty five and forty now. Right. Like okay, so when I was a kid, so like this is the ni- late nineties. You can get a haircut for ten, maybe ten or fifteen. And right? fifteen, yeah. So now. Or so, like, let's say, like, fifteen years shoot, ago, shoot them a five, you know, when they hooked you up, right, you know? right. So, like, um, you know, then it jumped up to like around twenty five, to like twenty five. Um, obviously, depending on you know what you're doing with your your face, if you have facial hair or whatever else, they'll also, you know, it's like that could be anywhere from ten to fifteen, whatever. Um, so wow, he said his barber's still fifteen. You better keep that barber. Yes, yes. You better keep that barber. Like you better you better get established relationship to where if he gets done cutting hair, he'll still hook you up off the strength. Um 
But yeah, like, I think what it came down to is like social media, not not saying it's a bad thing, social media showing people in like Instagram, whatever else, like the clips of the barbers and they show you like, you know, high, high quality cuts and everybody thinking that they are high quality haircut is when they are not. And therefore adding extra treatments to, uh, to the thing and then like lean to like the booking as opposed to just people are, people have their bookings, but in the meantime, between time, between time, they're cutting heads. Like that's all changed. Everything is booked now. Right. Like, and it's like you block an hour. You only, yeah. Or it may be 30 minutes, depending on the barber, depending on how, how fast it moves. But, like, once you get into all the treatments and stuff, and then, like, the whole Beijing era of, like, just uh, of the dying processor, press, Le- processor lean, stuff. Leaning people back with the hot towel and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, all of that stuff came with, like, somewhat these regular barbers. Not no no disrespect to them. All of them cut. Otherwise, they would be not in these chairs at these places. Went online and said, "How can I maximize profit?" They looked at these people that were doing these videos and saw what they did and said, "Oh, I'm gonna do that," and then just raise my prices. And that's how you end up with that. And like, no 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 knock against them. You know, cutting ahead takes like anywhere from fifteen to twenty five minutes depending on the barber and, hey, and, and also, their level like- of. Barbers is like, you know, they provide an essential service. Like they you know, they they help your self esteem, you yeah. know, they they take care they take care of your head. So I don't want it to sound like, hey, you know, we think we should be paying less or anything. I'm just saying right. one day it changed. <laughs> like right. and, and 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 listening to um the women's, right? I know this is men's business, but listen to the women's talk about the barber, like what they can do uh for for the women's uh, for what they, for what they, you know, what might, you know, attract them, what that could happen for them in like, you know, a half hour is not what, uh, apparently, uh, men want out of, uh, out of uh, what women get done their hair. Like that takes three hours. Like for a woman to get one, like we have to do like, damn, 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 like that shit takes like three hours. Right. So like just it, so you thinking of, you thinking of hairdresser versus barber, even though obviously they both have to get, you know, to get their license, they both have to do a lot of the same stuff different clientele so there's like all right how do i maximize it to where like i see you know for for an install or for whatever else they they making you know it's three it's three figures easy that's a starting point right compared to you know a couple you know a couple heads here and there over the, awesome. or probably like six heads here and there or whatever in the same three hours like so i, I can see why it's changed we got the era of fraudulence too like uh yeah i'm putting rugs on them people's domes and then like Cutting yeah. up the rug, literally, and I don't mean dancing. Yeah, but those, but those whole, but when people put on the prosthesis, the prosthesis, when people put on, you know, that all that stuff and the wigs and, and the lace front joints and all that kind of stuff and all the extra stuff they put, they they do to make it, to make the fraudulence happen, right? That whole yeah. system, the LeBron yeah. system, if you will, the LeBron in the summer system before he goes to the season, like, I understand why that stuff's that expensive and, and like. I understand why, like, okay, that'll be that price. That should be more in line with what, like, the women's, you know, are going for. Right, right. But when he's doing is like, hey, man, a pair of clippers, uh, disinfectant, or the, or the uh, disinfectant spray, and, and a hairbrush, and some scissors, or whatever else, I think that's, that's something a little different. But they've added on these add-ons that have now helped them, you know, justify, or tack on time was in just, for them, then justifies the price. 
Dan said new barbers coming in like Marlowe. Price of a cut is going up. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's one thing when it's like um depending on what you know, what area of whatever city or whatever else, but like I'm depending on what how you know, how you want to take and how familiar you need to get and how much you wanna uh look around, you can still find, you know, a twenty dollar haircut. It's just you gotta go you gotta go find it. And you gotta be yeah. it's, and you gotta be willing to put with a lot of shit uh, to go do it. Um because I remember um, before I finally came home, I was getting haircuts for about a year, and like I was going to the bar, I was going to a barbershop, and I was like, you know, I hadn't got haircuts in a while before I would get you know lines ups or whatever else, but it was like wow, the price when I was a kid was like that's how much a haircut like getting lined up was the price of what a haircut was, right? Yeah, why not just be like five bucks or whatever? Like, yeah, you know, you get a you know, whatever, but yeah, man, uh, you know, the good old days, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, like, like bro, I, my stepdad, he loves nothing more than to tell me how much the price of gas used to be. Oh, shit. right, or or how much like baked goods used to cost, or milk, or whatever else, and I'm just like, yeah, I understand it. That's it's, it's it's I get it I get it I get it I get it like I get it that's us but, but so I try to avoid that but not you brought this up I was like I'm, and I'm gonna catch myself like I'm doing the same shit I said I'd never do <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but anyway. you are right though you are right like it it is uh it's it seems like it has inflated higher than the the top than the than you know change with the times like. Even more than I think it's inflated more than compared to like sneakers, right? Like, you know, twenty years ago, a pair of Jordans were hundred, hundred fifteen, hundred twenty five, right? Then they started being like hundred fifty. Now they're two hundred, two hundred plus. Then the resale market just fucked everything up, right? But yeah. like, if you can actually get a hold of them without the resale stuff, these are like two hundred dollars shoes. The haircut has jumped higher over twenty years than than you know. Than the shoes have, if you think about it. So yeah, just just, yeah. just food for thought. That's just interesting. <laughs> well, anyway, shout out to Diaz. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so uh, the NBA Finals uh, game two last night. Uh, I was fucking blown, James, because I you know I have a Sling subscription. Mm-hmm. Usually every game is is fine. So I got a unique viewing experience of game two. The only thing that was available apparently was the sky cam. So I had no commentary the whole time. Okay. And it was it was like this crane camera just the whole game. Like the NFL, almost like the NFL can't. Yes. So it's almost like 2K. Sometimes like when they show like those replays and stuff and you see them like kind of turn the camera yeah. almost at an angle. That's what I was watching the whole time. And I was like, why do you go find a stream? When did not even feel like it? Didn't I even you. feel like I was. I already paid for for sling. I'm gonna watch it on this. Okay. And then, but I I got no none of the storyline of the game with the commentators. None of the whatever was happening. Okay. I was, was just there watching you were, it. Was there anything you were watching? You like picked it up as far as just observing? Like, okay, they're doing this or they're doing X, Y, and Z, and that's why Mammy's playing I better. Guess the, I guess the only thing that like um that really like stood out to me sometimes was like how badly some shots get missed. Yeah, like it was like it was like, hold on, bro, you you hit the side of the rim. That shit wasn't even like on on point at all. Like, are we you know, talking the, about Michael Porter Jr. in this particular case? Ironically, it was Michael Porter Jr. Um, 
But yeah, that I that was I not saw, a good game he had yesterday. I, I saw most of the game. Like, you know, I was like, I had to do something during the third quarter, but I looked up and the Heat were ahead, and then I don't know. Like, I don't know what happened in that second half, pretty much. But uh, um, I'm in the Marty McFly zone. I have no idea what's about to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Denver still should walk through them, but I why do we keep making this mistake with Miami? Yeah. Uh well, in this particular game last night, like Jokic got whatever he wanted, but the but the uh the trade-off with that was the similar stuff when you hear about like, you know, when you try to guard LeBron, like if he gets 40 cool, don't let him get 10 assists. And don't mm-hmm. let those 10 assists be like eight three-pointers. So yo they played they shot better than both teams shot better in game 2 from 3 than they did in game 1. Uh, but the Heat got so many more threes in the game, and that was a byproduct of Jokic was scoring so much, and it was like it was similar to the game that um, Jokic had against the against the uh, Suns in, in round two, except like it was fifty three points. This was forty one, but it was like he's scoring all these points, but like they're losing the math because the Heat are getting more threes up, and that's when you look at it, it's like not only did the Heat like get more threes up. They shot ungodly, like uncommonly well. Right. Um, so like, I think they ended up in, in, in uh, the fourth quarter. They, they ended up having 38 points on in 19 shots. Right. Wow. Um, very impressive. And that being said, the nuggets got thrown a one, three, one zone where they put Bam at the bottom of the zone instead of in the, instead of in the middle of the, of the one, three, one. And they put Gabe Vincent in one, three, one. And I thought that was nasty by Eric Spolster because Eric Spolster is really just trying to bait Jokic into like, just turn, turn accidentally bumping and knocking over Gabe Vincent for offensive foul call. But it worked for a little bit. The main thing is that, uh, the Nuggets defense was not good enough. And even while that happened, the Nuggets walked them down from like a thirteen point lead to get the one, uh, the three point lead with, with with the final with the final possession and uh, ended up with Jokic taking a or sorry Jokic but uh, Murray taking a bad shot over the top of Butler didn't go in it missed by like a, by like a, a couple inches right mm-hmm. so it's like with all that said and they shot so well and they played Kevin Love and they played bigger. And it got like Aaron Gordon off of Jimmy Butler and got, you know, a more traditional matchup that Jimmy Hunter, Jimmy Butler can attack like like Murray. They still almost blew that game. I was going to say early in the game, like when they when they started <coughs> off really hot, I was like, wow, they had all this hot shooting and they're down by five. Like I was like, yeah. and I thought it was going to be a wrap. Yeah, I mean, it was in, that was in the middle of that 40 to 14 run, 40 mm-hmm. to 14 run like. It's one. It's impressive that like one is obvious. Like you can see just the on court um, difference in level of talent. But it's also so fucking impressive that Miami can survive that comeback and win because they play so smart and they aren't gonna lay down a rollover for nobody. Like we were talking. Uh, Kendrick messaged me um, like this morning, and he, and he was talking about it for for a short amount of time. And I was like, hey man, I ain't gonna lie. I, I thought it was gonna be. A, I thought it, it was gonna be a sweep this series, but Miami don't lay down a roll down or, or lay down or roll over nobody. They're, you're going to get them. Um, you might, you know, you might beat them for a game, but like you're not gonna have them just be like, oh, we're out, man, we're out, match, we have no shot, we're just gonna 
hold, you know, play hard for a quarter, and then once you get the middle of the second quarter, all of a sudden uh, uh, the ten point lead turns into fifteen, and then you know start the second half, and it's an eight zero run, and next thing you know, it's like twenty two point lead, and not saying you like, you know, you looking like the Suns last two years, right? right. It ain't none of that. They play hard, they compete, and that's my biggest like level of respect I have for Spolstra and Riley and Bam and Jimmy is that like no matter what happens, shots go in, shots don't, they get the asses back on defense and they and they and they grind it out. They're grinders, all of them. And that's why like I've always respected them and admired them while like not having a team is like regardless of whatever else, they never gonna tank. They always gonna uh and they're always gonna try to compete. Like that's what you want out of your franchise if, just in general, any franchise you root for, whatever sport. Is they gonna try their best, and they not gonna try to you know blow it up or tank or whatever else. They may you know pivot you know whatever else, but like it's never just a complete tear down and rebuild it from the from top to bottom like that. No, not unless it's forced upon them like when LeBron left. Right. Um, so going forward, man, I I don't know what you do with Jokic, but um, <laughs> like what are we? What are, what are some of the stats that, that we sent? I saw something like, you know, stuff only Shaq and Wilt were doing. Shaq, uh, Wilt, and Kareem and Jokic are now games. the only centers to ever have 40 points and 10 assists in, in, a, in the finals. Jokic is the first non, non-Laker center to do it. Amazing. Um, I think he's now like third all-time in first two, uh, most points in their first two finals games behind Iverson and um, I think Jordan. Um, and... I was looking at um I was looking at because uh, he had forty one. I was thinking about it like okay, so you know that means he's guaranteed at least four more games, regardless of whatever else. Like where could he end up if he keeps playing like this? And like he has a great chance to end up like top twenty five or top twenty as far as most points ever in a, in a single postseason. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> like you know people, Jokic, there like through two games he's the Finals MVP as tied one one. There is a there is a very good chance he has the best bet of. I'm not. I don't think they're gonna lose. But like, if they were to lose and he keeps playing like this, he's the Finals MVP. Even if they fucking lose, and now they'll have people. They'll have a lot of the LeBron oh, fans man. be like, "What about oh, fucking 2015 man. or 2018?" I'd be like, "Hey, bro, there was there was Kevin Durant there, or there was Steph Curry that got robbed in that in that MVP thing or whatever else." In this particular case, if Jimmy Butler don't, you know, ball out or whatever else, they're not going to give no finals MVP to Gabe Vincent. They're not doing that. Yeah. They're not. So, like, Ni- if... Excuse me. It, Nigerian basketball legend, Gabe, Gabe Vincent. <laughs> I didn't know he was on Team Nigeria. Bro, he was on that team that beat, beat USA. Oh, okay. Okay. I had a, no idea. Yep. I had no idea. That's crazy. Like, does Giannis play for Greece or Nigeria? Plays for Greece. He probably should play for Nigeria. <laughs> I mean, it's his choice. Like, Bam, I think. I think Isn't Bam Nigerian? Uh, I think Bam's Nigerian. Bam, I believe so. He plays for Team... He does Team USA stuff, but, like, I think he has he has a choice. Like, it's about, like, you know, your grandparents or whatever else, and then, like, uh, nationality. But, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's it's interesting, like, you know, over the years thinking about, like, Team Nigeria and, like, how many guys they actually just put in the league, right? Like, we do the same thing like, Lithuania over the years, too. Or Argentina, but like, yeah, man, it's um, yeah, when it's not the USA, first. it's interesting to see like which team has the most talent. Australia had runs as well. Like, it's interesting to see like how they produce talent outside of America. It really is. That, uh, that, that Team USA FIBA team is starting to get picked for next summer. It looks like it's yeah. a bunch of youth, and yeah. then it don't look like it's gonna be something we win. So 
we will see how that goes. Is um, are people like Tatum and Booker playing? I did not see Tatum or Booker listed. Okay. It was like Anthony Edwards and like uh Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves and shit like that. Yeah. Um Okay. But there's more there's more guys. There's like five of them or something that had committed recently. But okay. um <clears throat> so moving on from the NBA finals. Uh, we, I guess we'll be back next week with uh, our thoughts on the rest of those games. Yep. Um, two epic matches have been announced for Forbidden Door. A rematch between Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay for the IWGP US title. Will Ospreay defeated Lance Archer in that tournament final, ensuring that he will walk into Forbidden Door to continue what started at Wrestle Kingdom. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. And then a match I don't think anybody saw coming um, that just kind of just was like, oh, this, this is this is what we're doing this year. So uh, Brian Danielson versus Kazushko Okada. And um, so whatever Forbidden Door wasn't last year, right? Like we got through last year with all the injuries. We got through the um, – Last minute card changes, the uh, a whole bunch of tag matches and everything like that. And this year, we're getting the real. Yeah. Um, now, I just had figured that we were going to get Moxie versus Okada based off of what's been going on um, in New Japan between um, Moxie and Okada in these strong, you know, these uh, American pay per views, but. Um, this, there's time to do that eventually down the line too, and obviously, and obviously, um, that still is BCC versus Okada, which leads to you know possibly um, the friends that Kenny Omega was talking or people that he was going to reach out to to get back at uh, with against BCC eventually. Can we get um, another Okada Omega like tag team preview match on Dynamite? Can we can, can we do that? I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I'm in. <laughs> All right. Um so like audio Wheeler Yuta or something. Yeah, yeah. Um now, you know, last year we ended up getting Cesaro filling in for Danielson. There's gonna be Danielson versus uh Saber. And while that was gonna be a great match, like this is a whole different type level of match, and this is something I'm far more interested in, quite frankly. Um no disrespect to Saber, but like we're talking about arguably two of the two handfuls of greatest wrestlers to ever breathe. So doing this and then like that and and then like they're still in their they're still in their primes, right? And like that still might not be the best match on the show because it's Osprey and Omega. Um like, so like this that, is gonna like, be the like the one of some of the most I was talking with Josh about this earlier. Between those two matches, there may not be another night in wrestling history that's gonna be as competitive as this one. Between you, those two guys trying to have the the best, I know there have been some Wrestle Kingdoms that mm-hmm. that have had stuff like that. Yeah, there's yeah. been some Dominions where you know there's uh like Will Osprey and Dragon Lee, there's Will Osprey and Hiromu Takahashi, and then whatever Okada's doing. Uh, ironically, I think uh, whenever like Kenny and Okada are kind of split up, there are some different times too. It's like all right, Kenny versus Jericho, Okada versus Naito, and then these like pairings that 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 go on. I think this one's is the best like you know split pair that there's ever been and 
I'm so excited for this. Like, I, I, I think it's great, especially with uh, how the TV for Forbidden Door and like the build kind of struggled last year. Um, this, we're coming out the gate already with like just jaw dropping matches. Um, but obviously, you know, the the match with, you know, Osprey and Omega, which was like the match of the year so far. And like, you know, some people said like the match of the decade. And it's- then. I mean, it is for me. It's a front runner for match of the decade so far. Is there a another match from t- uh, from the 2020s that have been better than that you can think of? Maybe like the Hangman um, Kenny match, Omega like- versus Young Bucks match. But that's the only thing. That, or maybe even like the lat. Maybe even the tag match or the the tag cage match between Young lat, uh, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. Those are the only three that come to mind for me immediately. Yeah. Right. Not to say there's not other <laughs> matches. Obviously, like you know, like you could say like. So, uh, a couple like the G1 match between Osprey and Omega last year or something that's on there, but I'm just saying like Okada and Osprey. Yeah, Okada and Osprey, Osprey and Shingo from uh, 2021 or 20 or 2020. Can't remember which one it was. Like there's stuff. Uh, the um, the 2020 um, night one of the G1 between um, Okada and Ibushi is also up there. But there's there's plenty of stuff. There's plenty of stuff. But like you, you can throw some Walter Dragonoff stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just for me, like being there, <laughs> being there, like a like a hundred and fifty feet away or two hundred feet away, watching. I was like, "Yo, this is incredible!" I haven't watched that match back, and I was like, "Yo, this is incredible!" And I had just saw a five star match two, a few days before, like a week before, and I was like, "This is awesome!" Um, yeah. So yeah, like. I'm, I'm interested to see what it's going to look like, like when it's actually like I can watch the television copy. Not to say that I can't go back and watch them, but like it's one thing to be somewhere and experience something. It's nothing to like watch the TV copy of it. And quite frankly, depending for, compared to a lot of seats in in, uh, in these buildings, like the TV copy is a better version if you have good camera direction. Yeah, man, it was um, it was a real treat to get up and watch that morning. Uh, but for Danielson and Okada, uh, that's just like. So yeah, you you always kind of thought about that match, but it's like, well, how would that ever happen? And yep. <laughs> um, yep. it, it's nice to know Tony Khan has has the interest, and in, Gato has the interest in seeing these these this match as well. Um, like for example, right? You talk, we were talking about um, like last year's build and last year's Matt cars, and like with no Kenny Omega there, if obviously it was missing something on the table, it's still wrong. being one of the greatest shows of all time. But it's still right. was like there was still stuff left on on the table. Um, it looks like the stuff that was left on the table is being picked the fuck up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, <clears throat> no no disrespect, Okada in a in a four away with, with Page and and um and 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 Cole and White and uh, uh who was the other who was the fourth person? Uh, Page Cole Page Cole White and Okada right Okada, yeah yeah. Like that's a that's, those are four great wrestlers. Like it's just it's not the same thing as having Okada in a singles match. Oh, it, it's same thing when we talk about like you know in a lesser degree, but like the same thing when we talk about like Utami, right? When like when she's in tags, or trios, whatever else, she's a single specialist. There's something that she that she has in singles matches that is totally different when she's in she's thrown in in the undercard or wherever else in these in these tag matches. She's a totally different level of wrestler. Same, I mean, you can argue the same for sure. She's a little more versatile to make it work for her, right? Um. To get this and to get it against somebody that's that good and to get it against somebody that is like that's wrestled like 
in a, like in that style or whatever else that reminds you of like watching stiff Japanese matches. I it's obviously going to work like a like a like a like a glove and a fist. It's going to be awesome and like it's always one of those dream matchings. Like oh yeah, these this is the best wrestler in America. This is the best wrestler in Japan. Well, you know, you do the, you know, we're doing in the middle of a uh, fantasy draft right now. This is something that you would have picked. Like, if, like you, you take your first round pick. If you're lucky enough, you get uh, one or the other one in the second round. And like, you know, this is my main event right here. Boom. Yeah. Um, awesome. Very excited. Uh, us as, as fans should rejoice over, over things like this. And I'm telling everyone right now, do not let them steal your joy. You know they're out there. You know they're ready. You know they want to repeat everything they did last year. When they talk about who is this, what's the story, fuck all that. Fuck them. Don't worry about it. They can't even do it with this one because they're in the middle of a story right now. When you say what's the story between them, you're saying, hey, I don't watch these Japanese guys. That's really what you're saying because it's been there. Like BCC in uh, in especially moxie wrestling against okada that's been happening all year or all or for a lot of this year so like you can't even say that like you're just saying like I, i'm ignorant that's really what you're saying which obviously is kind of the case in a lot of these situations but like this one's like they're not even like a. once you say that like i have the i'm just gonna like just return serve and just you know smash it like i'm serena williams some shit like that's that's basically what it comes down to yeah man <clears throat> um but it, it does bring into question what both champions may be doing on the show someone like a CM Punk who will be back by then um you know Tanahashi last year Adam yep. Cole um Page you know Page Swerve uh Orange Cassidy like you know yeah different guys like you know Ishii where where will he be Shingo um you know <laughs> hey Horomu Horomu can get in this time Horomu Takahashi yes um and it's like I, I wonder where all the chips are going to fall, uh, but wherever they fall, they falling underneath them two top matches. So yeah. I, I don't, yeah. you know, Tetsuya Naito, you know, like what's Jericho going to do? Yeah, yeah, Jericho. Um, um, look, <clears throat> that that's... The, the young guys in New Japan, your Yoda Sujis and like you know, Sh- and Shota Shota and, and Renarita, yeah, yeah. Especially especially Umino needs to come back after what happened last last year's show. Definitely, he got over so well. He, he, he was so good. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, but I again say is like, after last year's show, knowing who was missing, like you said, like, think about it. You say, you don't know what they're going to do with MJF. You don't know what they're going to do with Sonata, the two champions. Quite frankly, I don't give a fuck. Like, MJF does not show up on the show. Not only do I not care, I'm probably happy that he's not going to be there if he's not, if he doesn't do it. He just says, I'm not doing that. I, I like I, sh- I, sh- I worked myself into a shoot by saying all this shit about them or whatever else I'm done slash I don't want to work these dudes anyway because then I have to actually like wrestle and I don't really want to do that except for like once a month whatever don't care like this is a celebration of like you know like all Japan birthed Noah New Japan more than any other promotion birthed AEW so like them doing this is really fucking cool, and if MJF doesn't uh, partake in it, I do not care. Great wrestler, yeah. don't care. He can keep same for CM Punk. Don't care. He can keep all the people who he's poisoning with that shit because obviously he's doing a gimmick, right? Right, right, right. But he's he's like poisoning these people that really feel like that to like bring that negativity off to this show and 
nah, we don't we don't need it. We we just need the great the greatness. You know that you know I you know I I don't I don't necessarily need CM Punk here either. Personally. If you're MJF, and those are two cards, or those are the first two matches announced <laughs> for the show. Why the fuck would you want to participate? They give you a singles match and, you, and you're not even going to be in the same realm? Look. Who are they going to give him? Shingo? Shingo's the only person that can, is that is that Shingo's, it? That's, that's, that's Shingo, Ishii. Um, he don't want to wrestle hear, Ishii. He thinks or he'll do the gimmick of like, you know, he's da 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 but whatever. But like, who could they no, give no, no, him to M- make it make, be good M- enough to make him match up he, with that? M- M- yeah, yeah, yeah. MJF saying he likes Ocon is a great bit. Yes, that's the part that gives it away that he's clearly joking. Right. But um, I've always wanted to see Shingo and Hangman. Um, you know, well, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So you know, you, we we can stack this up with singles, or they can fill this out. You know, with tags or multi mans like group stuff. You think um, there'll be a trios match with like Hangman and the Young Bucks versus somebody? Could be. Could be, yeah. Um, the only thing is, like you know, I, Lij I maybe. There's, there's Lij. There's you know, Lij like, and you know, young, you know, Naito likes likes the young bucks and everything. So, so, yeah, man, it's I, I, I'm very, very like happy and look forward to Forbindor. But there was some other discourse that was that was going around, and I didn't I didn't comment on it or anything. I'm just kind of like perturbed. By by it, but hmm. um, like maybe okay. maybe you can shed more light on it because uh, you you talking the, the Josie circles a little, little bit more than I do. Um, tweet of ours from from uh, a silent hand of this show, uh, I believe it was Niagara Driver. Um, uh-huh. he, had, he had sent out something. Um, it was like I think he was just just he was basically saying like he re- he's rejoicing in the fact that stardom is ignored AEW and mm-hmm. um yeah he's been, yeah like he's he said that for for a while now it, and it seems like you know and that that tweet took off got a lot of traction and all that like i wanted to know like what do you think about like this like is this like a more prevalent thing than maybe i think it is or is it like you know cuz i'm kind of looking at it like i i personally don't care if stardom shows up or not same here um, like they I have a paper, they have like, a pay per view that they, day, like and they had they, a pay per view announced before before that shit was ever came out. So it's like it, it's conflicting schedules, and it's like, do they want to, you know, offer talent out? And then like another thing about it is like, do you want to be like TJP where you have you say, oh yeah, Maki Maki Ito and and um and Mizuki and Shoko and Yuka and and Miu, y'all can all go over there and and AEW, and then they fucking get over, and then now Yuka is now Yuka's out the door. And it seems like Miu and, and, and Ito are both going to follow behind them pretty shortly because it's like, we've already done pretty much everything there is to do. And, and if I haven't, it's because you haven't pushed me when I should have been, I should have had the belt in the case of like Maki Ito. Now I'm going to go over here to this place where I'm like, I'm probably getting paid more. Like, you run the risk of getting raided. Hey, hey Rossi trying to keep him broke? Nah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What, what I mean is like, okay, so if you. Same with the same thing with like all the all the gaijins or whatever leaving out of New Japan. Where it's like, yeah, you do this thing with them, they put you on, and then next thing you know, like you're like, hey. Also, another thing is like, uh, it's a lot fucking easier to to wrestle an, an AEW women's division is to work stardom at the top. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> so it's like, uh, even even for the Toji Joshi Pro main eventers, like, 
you watched that Yuka and uh and Miyu main event from uh their last big match from uh one four and like Yuka gets concussed in like the first like opening like eight minutes of the match and gets continued through. It's like I I'd, I'd rather I'd rather wrestle Jamie Hayter and she's stiff as fuck, but it's like it's still in a different level. I've I've always thought that Tokyo Drudgery Pro was like a more natural partner for AW anyway, um, especially because it's already like, been there since like day one. Since day one, and it's like people have gone back and forth, people have lost, people have like came over and done their thing and everything yep. like that. So I don't know if this Thunder is just Rosa, like for example. Yeah, I I don't know if this is just like a. Uh, an unnecessary want just from assuming like the new Japan thing means you also get stardom too. I think that's um, what, I think that's what people feel like in, in that way. And like, I, I don't, I, I, I see why you will want them there. The problem is like, okay, you, you bring, I don't know, you bring Shuri over and she's facing, I don't know who, 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 like whoever the champion is in AEW is Tony storm. Tony storm. Now, Tony Storm is probably the most successful Gaijin in stardom history. Um, Rich, do you f- do you feel like seeing uh, Shuri put her shoulders on the mat for Tony Storm? Um, I don't. Twenty three. I I don't really. Well, chances are that would come with some some foolishness, like in the way this stands. Um, I don't really want to see Shuri ever putting her shoulders on the mat. But so, the reason why I say Shuri is like the probably the most protective wrestler, uh, pro wrestler in the world from like one of the most in the last you know four years. You want to see her go over and lose Tony Storm? Not to say there's anything wrong losing Tony Storm, but you know, my point is like this woman was the fucking mountain that that Tam and Julia had to chase for had to chase for a year to con- to conquer. Only one of them did. One might do it uh, later this year. Like you hey, want to lose Tony Storm to come back I, for what? But, but, but at the same time, I understand, like, you know, if Shuri's in a tag match second from the bottom, like, is that really, like, what we clamoring for either? Like, I, I understand, like, both kind of wants here. Um, you know, I don't, I look, like I said, I don't care if they show up or not. Like, I just want to know why it would be some tragedy. Like, you know, if if this were to occur, it seems like, you know, this is this 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 uh this resentment like this this uh this beef that's going on right now like, I, like i'm st- I, I keep seeing it re- like recurringly and i'm just amongst like amongst who though people on twitter no no like, um, like who are the people on twitter exactly like oh, what do you think and, of these camps oh, in on twitter and in, in this, in this discussion? Well, i think there's you know your your, your stardomer joshi twitter user your so your does that person norm- does that person actually want to see them in aw and see them on food door I, I I think they don't want any parts of AW whatsoever. What I gather, not it's that's kind of that's kind of what thing. I see too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't care one way or the other. Right. I'm like, I like, <laughs> like obviously, like I don't know. I, I I find it strange. You know, if you're if you're somebody that um you know is hearing this and, and you feel like nah man we don't, we don't we don't want want to do none of that. Uh, you know, holler at us, like, and, and come to the Discord, you know, help me understand, um, you know, are the threats of, like, your, your wrestlers being raided, that's real. I understand that. That's a very real thing. Um, we just saw Ozzy open, I mean, <laughs> you know. Ozzy like open Jay White. 
Ozzy open Jay White and, you know, eventually like you end up and Will Osprey will be very interesting when that time comes. Yep. But Saber probably I don't know if Saber, I mean, Saber was working Noah a decade I, ago. I, I don't know if it's the same situation for, for the Stardomers because like, um, you know, how many of them are real? Would they really, you know, try to sign? I don't think they would try to sign like an assembly line of them. Like, yeah, we're going to wipe out the entire golden generation. Like, yeah, let's, let's get them all in. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think would, first, there's way less spots. There's for, way less. Well, everything available for, I, the, for the women's wrestlers, the golden generation. It wouldn't be what would be on, uh, AEW's radar. Not what I think would be on AEW's radar. What would be on AEW's radar would be like Julia, Shiri, Mayu, uh, Julia Sherry Mayu and maybe uh, probably not even Tam, but probably but maybe Tam if if were fourth fourth person, but probably not even Tam because like you already got the cuteness stuff when you got like Maki Ito there. This kind of it already fills a, a role, um, in theory. So yeah, like I I, I um yeah, uh, Dollar brings a good point. AW would want Kyrie though, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot Kyrie. You know, Kyrie's not actually. She's a free agent that works stardom. She's not actually like officially in theory. Like she's not on the roster page, so I don't even think. Well, I think of Kyrie as like she's a free agent that just works stardom. Um, but yeah, Kyrie will be number one um, for that because obviously she's already been over here. People already know her. Um, yeah, I, well, actually, number one would be Mercedes. If we're actually talking about it, but like, so like that's another part about it, is like. What if they? What if Mercedes is a person is 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 like here because like they've already have done the um the New Japan, um or not woman like the the NJPW strong title women's title, it was you know it got they had the match with Mercedes and Willow they showed Willow win it they showed Mercedes on on AEW television they showed clips of her, it seems like she's coming in at some point it seems like they're dropping hints she's coming in this could be like that and once that happens like everyone all these conversations will be null and void and like everybody will shut the fuck up. So who knows? I, I think in her case, it's a race to, to see if um her ankle will be healed by then or whatever's like wrong with her, and then she wins it back at the much bigger show from like Willow or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the. I think that was the proposed booking, but yeah. Uh, we'll so Zach I, I mean, I don't know. So Zach Apple says, uh, "Kyrie's married. She's staying home." Yeah, yeah, but like she she she'll take trips and do shots. She has no problem doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just thought it was interesting. Like, and I'm just like, man, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of vitriol. I see like, like, you know, once you started getting a, you know, seeing stuff with a hundred and 200 likes and like 30 quote tweets and shit, it's just a war zone. And I'm like, mm. this is interesting. I, I didn't know this, this, this whole thing was as big you know, as it was. Rich, you know, we've been, we've been covering stardom since 2019 and you know, like when we had these kind when I send you stuff or whatever else that we don't talk about publicly, there, like, there is just a large sect of like gatekeepery stuff going on. Where like, they, they, and I find it weird because it's like, you know, you like these wrestlers, but you don't want them, but you don't want these wrestlers to like uh, consolidate in one particular promotion, regardless of whatever promotion it is. You don't want like the scene to consolidate so you can see more high quality matches, potentially grow a gigantic, uh, grow grow a bigger promotion. And like, and then you also like don't want them to come overseas, and so they get more recognition, and therefore possibly make more money for them. You know, literally throwing yeah. their heads at the ground. It's it's weird. I, I mean, I mean, I gotta say, I, I don't, I really don't see people complaining about DPW when they're showing up. I don't see people complaining about 
when when people go to GCW or West Coast Pro or anything like that. Right. Right. But the second issue, second is AEW or WWE is, oh, oh, well, they might they might get paid a lot of money and then say, hey, th- I'd rather work this easier style of my body in in coast. They they don't motherfuckers coasted apparently. I don't know, man. Like, I, like I don't care. Like, yes, it yes, like it, it had it was it was bad at sometimes when like Kyrie and EO weren't used to the best of their abilities or potential, given how talented they are. Definitely understand that. No disagreements on that. However, that was their fucking choice. Like I'm like I'm bummed out that Gargano decided to go back to WWE, but like I'm not even like, damn man, it, like it is what it is. He chose to go there. He happy. Well, I'm supposed to be mad at him because he decided to do some shit he wanted to do. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess the other strategy should be, you know, you don't want to fuck with Star. I, I guess Kenny should just get on the phone with Takumi Roja then. Like I guess <laughs> they should just start cleaning out the rest of the folks. Uh, Ch- 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 what was her name? Chihiro Hashimoto. Yep. Get her on the line too. You know, let, how about we try that? Will they be? Will, will that make them more mad or less mad than Stardom being integrated with with uh, you know, Forbidden Door? I'm not quite like sure. I'm, I really don't know how that would go Vinny. if all of a sudden like Oscar Vinny showed up. Down. Right. Right. I don't know how that would go. Um or Risa Nakajima shows up. I, I don't know how that would go. I really don't. Um That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know how they react. I don't know. But like either way, it would be people getting shat somebody will get shot on eventually, whatever else. They'll probably end up being people end up shitting on Stormfall. How can you didn't how can we didn't bring them in? Because motherfucker, every time we bring someone in, y'all complain about it. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, you know, me, me you, Yamashita is just rolling around the United States right now. Yep. Um, hanging out with Natty and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, a lot of stuff going on there. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I just wanted to bring that up. But uh, moving on, the uh, participants for the G1 Climax were revealed. Um, we're not going to review Dominion. Check out Keeping Strong Style. I'm sure they're going to do a wonderful Dominion. Yeah, I know Josh heard good things. Can't show. wait to watch it. Um, I saw three matches from it, and uh, I guess I don't know when I'll talk about them. But you um, said two, at least two of them were great. And another one, you said it was it was good as hell. Except it was short, like the uh, yeah. you said the Osprey and um, uh, the Osprey and Archer match. Yep. Uh, but uh, we got a 32 man field this year, so the G one's just getting bigger and bigger. You don't have blocks, uh, do we? I believe we have the the four quadrants. Um, I and here we go. Like we got, uh, I'm gonna go through the list here. Uh, we got Kazuchika Okada, Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, Will Osprey, Hiroshi Tanahashi, David Finley, <clears throat> Shota Umino, Shingo Takagi, Tomohiro Ishii, Tamatonga, Tangaloa, Hikaleo. Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, Toru Yano once again, Kenta, Zack Sabre Jr., Taichi, Eddie Kingston, El Phantasmo, Ren Narita, Evil, Chase Owens, Jeff Cobb, Great O'Conn, Aaron Hanare, Gabriel Kidd, Alex Coughlin, Shane Hayes, Mikey Nichols, Yoda Suji, and Kaito Kiyomiya. So uh, obviously you got you got two uh, 
two imports and Eddie Kingston and Kaito Kiyomiya. Yep. Whatever happens, Eddie Kingston and Taichi have to be in the same block. <laughs> so they can do whatever, you know, uh, all King's Road match they want, they want to do. I need to hear, um, I, I need to see, you know, him yelling, Baba, in the New Japan <laughs> ring. Well, I need to see Eddie saying, saying King's Road is better, you know, and all this other stuff. So, oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Kaizo Kiyomiya is there talking to Zach. <clears throat> he was wondering if how how bad Gato was was preparing to do him. Would he go zero and eight? You know, like what's the you know what's the worst? You know, what's going to happen to to Kaizo Kiyomiya here? Um, I, I I I know I got the dream Okada block. I know everybody's been obsessed with talking about Okada being uh you know mad at all these these youths and all right. that but, given um, the given the year yeah but man you know something would be funny about Kaizo Kimia Umino uh Yoda Suji all these guys all in his block like <laughs> that would be funny it um, would be oh but yeah I'm looking at it um you know the format is what the format is uh, you know the four like you know these th- this field keeps expanding um yep. over and over you gotta wonder about you know tanahashi's doing another g1 yep um ishii somehow got in another one this year there were there were rumors that last year might have been well that uh, was his, his last one right but that was based off of the kayfabe like win loss record that wasn't based off of the performances he was still like at the top he was still probably top five in mvp voting um if you know, you, you got like you know Tangaloa and Tamatonga. I know T- Tamatonga is much improved, but Tangaloa is getting a spot. Hikaleo is getting a spot. Uh, yep. Of course, Giano is getting a spot. Yep. Uh, Chase Owens, who's you know, you know not, never really going to excite you. Solid yeah. guy, but you know, um, then there's like Shane Hayes, Michael Nichols. Like they're they're eating up spots on on all these guys. So like they're it seems like they're this is their first G one back. Uh, non clap crowd environment. It seems right. like they're really trying to pack this thing out um, and and rest guys and ensure like those big shows really you know get it you know get it going. But uh, Kaito Kiyomiya, I, I I hope him and Okada have a singles match. Same, same. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, look, and Kingston and Tai Chi. That's that's kind of what I want to see. Say again, Kingston and Tai Chi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, um, I like depending on how the blocks are laid out or whatever else. Like this could be better than last year's because like there is no, at least from what I can tell, unless I'm missing something. Like there, there are no like you know there there there's no like uh, Yujiro right fucking up a block. Um, Yano's still there, but there's only one Yano. Like I think Yano and, and Yujiro were in the same block last year. And it was a fucking shit. Um, but, like, most of these guys can all go, regardless of, you know, um, you might have some issue with Hikaleo, depending on, but you can work around it depending on what block you're in. Like, if I was, if if I were them, i put Hikaleo in Okada's block, and he can basically treat him like he, like they treated um, uh, uh, J- uh, Jonah last year. Mm-hmm. We're a big monster, he sells for him, whatever else, and, you know, next thing you know, there's a four and a quarter star match, that kind of thing. But, like, I, I like I like this 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 these people. I like generally speaking, like I think out of the thirty two field of thirty two, there's only one person that'd be like, I don't want to watch him ever. So or probably two. But yeah, that's um I think this is well done. And like obviously, you know, 
it's more people than last year, but it's also like it gives them to have like a, a deeper run of, of of I guess another talented person as opposed to like, damn, they only got six matches. That was it. Now it's seven. Right. So right. it feels more like wrestlers are able to, you know, uh, you get to spend more time with the wrestlers, whatever else. And, it, you know, it's not like it, you're getting so much many or so many more matches than you did when back when it was like the block of the two blocks of 20. Like it, that's one or that's 91 matches versus 115, something like that. So like it's not it's not like you're overstaying your welcome. So I um and wrestlers should quote unquote be fresh to have one more match unless they're wrestling Yano, then they get a buy in theory like people say. But like the other three blocks don't, which is like well if what is the, what is the point? Should be for them then like for for that style. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I I I like the block. I like it. I look. I'm not gonna pretend like. I saw that, like, I didn't see the, the 18, the list of 18 that's starting to put out for what their two blocks are going to be. And then w- what, you know, with the two open spots and be like, yeah, I think the Grand Prix is going to get them for the third straight year. But I think that, like, we're going to have two kick-ass, you know, round-robin tournaments this summer. Maybe three within one, you know. Right. <laughs> but, we'll see how that uh, goes. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll have, we'll have, we'll have Zach tell us about it. So. <laughs> Why the green flag? Oh man! Um, but yeah, man. Um, moving forward, AEW Dynamite, um, a show that was that felt like a return to form. Uh, a show that awesome stated promotion. No, I that <laughs> you know, you know, I like. Don't you look? You, you know, even though like we're about, you know, as you mentioned, this is this was uh, last week. That was double or nothing five. Like they have one bad show, and it feels like every, like it could be the end of the promotion after one bad fucking show. So it's like it's glad I'm glad that they were able to stave off, you know, once again the, the closing of the doors again for like I don't know, like the the like the fiftieth time in the last five years now at this point. So yeah, unbelievable. Um. Well, yeah, uh, this is an awesome show. Uh, th- this one felt like, you know, I was like, yes, this is the real AEW, you know, that, that you know, was going on here. Uh, we opened up. Uh, we had John, John Moxley, uh, Claudio Casanoli, and Willow Yuta take on the Lucha Brothers and Bandito um, off the rip. Bandito's outfit was a tribute to something that has to do with Mexico, Mexican wrestlers, something like that. I didn't know what it was at first. I was like, that's interesting. Um, I didn't care. But, I saw. Yeah. Oh, he's oh he's wearing some all red bodysuit. Okay, whatever. Look, it was it was a strange choice for me uh, to. I'm like, why do why would you want to cover Bandito and those guns up? But <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, this was this was excellent. Uh, this was like, yo, this feels like. You know, this is the way this was going to be on Wednesdays. I don't think you're going to see this match on Saturdays. Uh, just from the, the way things look like they're going to break down. You know, it's, it's looking like real old styles over there going on. And, and this is like, you know, the, the real shit. You know? I, I see you've already entrenched yourself into into the there's only one uh, AEW weekly episodic show. I see you oh, already yeah. on that one. Man, man it's going to be a struggle to get, get me get me on Saturday nights. Mm. I'm telling you. Interesting. Interesting. You know, it's it's going to be a struggle. It, it, that Sunday morning viewing might, might might be where it's at. You know, that might be nice and relaxed. Wake up, you I, know, from whatever I, I had going on the night before. 
I can't wait till like week three of it and you already quit that shit and you'll I can already hear your response. Shit, I already told you, like look, I'm gonna be watching WWE. I, I I know I know where you I know how you get there, Rich. Hold on, man. Niggas trying to make me watch WWE on weekends? What? I I already see the rhetorical uh tricks you got plotted in your brain. I already see it. I see it. I see it. We don't even know what the show's gonna be like. We already be like, yeah, see a post on that show, fuck that side. <laughs> You know, Tony watch collision with the sky view. Hey, Rich, you know, uh, <laughs> Rich, you know, uh, T- Tony Khan already saw, saw that you was ready to quit on that shit. That's why he threatened you with it. All right, say you say you ain't gonna watch it. I'll pick Chris Jericho on this bitch and make you watch it. <laughs> nasty, real nasty. Oh, <laughs> um, I saw. Uh, oh, also speaking of Chris Jericho, he was front and center on the announcement of the advertising for Dynamite in Tampa. So maybe Jericho's not on that show. And two, they finally, I move and then they finally booked Tampa. Yep. Unbelievable. I've been, I've yeah. been, I've been fine for years. I've been Conf- figuring wild out conspir- wild conspiracies. Yeah. You know, they're locked out. They're locked. Ain't no look, other way. Look. Ain't no other explanation for this. Bro. <laughs> What else would it would it have been? They were waiting for your ass to leave. All right, that's what your ass get. Yeah, maybe so. Wait for the loot. Wait till they come to Cody Country. Maybe so. It is gonna be dead in a visionary. Like they better not bring no collision here. I will not show up. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I will go. Look, in that case, somehow Swerve, but I will go see Swerve. Like I will, I will go back to see Swerve, and I will leave. Nasty. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, this match was excellent. Yeah. Um, uh, at least four stars. Uh, Great match. You know. Great match. But uh, yeah, so I was, you know, mm, I was like Wednesdays, you know, right here in the flesh. Uh, hot crowd too. They were in San Diego. Yes, they were awesome. Yeah. Uh. I could not remember if that was a. They, they, they mic that show. They mic that one right. They got the mic. Yeah, right. we had mentioned that in the things. Like, yeah, they happened. You know, they've been in LA, they've been in Las Vegas like four or five times now. But uh, but this time they fucked it up. But like they go to San Diego for pro- what I think is the first time ever being in San Diego. And what do you know? They knew how to mic it that time. It's amazing. And like you Man. can see, you can see them. You can see them. And like they looked excited when we saw them on camera, as opposed to the Vegas show. How, see, it's amazing how that works. It's amazing how that works. Um, so after that, we got an uh, interview with Marvez. He's back there with the Young Bucks and Hangman. They're asking about uh, how they felt about anarchy in the arena. Matt Jackson said the BCC brought the worst in them. I uh, never thought that he'd you know see the day where he tried to burn off someone's face with an exploding sneaker. And uh, he had the shoe with him and all that. Uh, Hangman said, you know, they're still standing. We're still swinging while the BCC relies on a numbers game. All of a sudden, a dark order waltzes in. And, um, you know, the, the energy starts feeling like confrontational, adversarial. Um, basically, Uno and Silver said, you know, you with your new friends and, you know, your, your new homeboys and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So yeah. um, it, it feels like there's a dark order turn being teased here. Look, um, um, I, I think I think they can they could use that. I look. I like it because I find it fucking hilarious. Right. Like. How do I explain this? 
Okay, so Dark Order. One Dark Order. Like one time, got a desperate phone call from somebody when they were at their lowest point, and they thought I got a chance, and. They that then turned in. and then that then turned into like we ain't official but I'll hang out with you. And then like and then like Hangman is now back with that old thing and like Dark Order is like you gonna pretend like this never happened? Oh, okay. Alright. And it's, it's just it's just interesting to see how that goes. Is they just like they still so like hold that hope. hope go on. You need to move on, brother. You need to move on. All of y'all, I think it'd be best for the family for y'all to move on from from Eggman Page. All it's gonna do is continue to meet, to meet more hurt in your life. Just move on, bro. Oh man, Brewhaven, I need Dark Order performing Marvin's Room on BT. Jesus. Oh no, shit! No, 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 we don't. <laughs> no, we hate that fucking song. <laughs> yeah, that, that is Marvin's. That definitely up that uh, Marvin's. Marvin's room uh corner. Yeah, man. Uh yeah. definitely there. So it's um, definitely Drakeish. Definitely Drakeish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Drake is definitely rooting for the Dark Order in this scenario. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's crazy it's crazy how many times how many how many dr- times Drake has fell in love with these women that he's never had he's not had relationships with. It's it's amazing how that works. Like how you how do you fall in love with all of them, but you're also womanizer at the same time? You don't you don't have the self-awareness to realize that like you are doing to them what what they have done to you and, and like it's a cycle on both no. ways it is I guess not no but people um, love them songs bro don't they they love them songs love them uh, you know uh, Marvin said asked Paige's thoughts on Kenny Omega going back to Canada um, he said yo Kenny's he's not here but he's not in Canada like in the the assumption was you know that he had gone to Japan to right. get some backup Right. Uh, or, you know, a lot of people thought he was going to make an appearance at Dominion or something. I don't believe that ended up happening. But so, um, so, as far as that, it's like Ibushi, maybe Okada. You right. know, we'll see. Right. We'll see. And and that was fine. But, uh, like, they they wouldn't do this. But this was someone else. Like, you'd be like, is this a shot at, like, uh, internet wrestling reporting that, like, they said he's out the country but got the country wrong and, report, and, and say, oh, he's in Canada. Like is that is that is that like a is that like a thing or whatever else like if this wasn't them you you would be looking like oh is this a is this like some uh, what do you call it QTV whatever that shit that was that, uh, that QT March was doing a few weeks ago or a month ago yeah the scoops the scoops um, so after that we had um, Tony Schiavone uh, he introduced Switchblade Jerry White and Juice Robinson and James they were excited to hear the Switchblade talk. All the people I was seeing on Twitter, and they got a grand total of like twenty five seconds, um, yep. and all of that. So you know, I, you know, after that, uh, Juice was in the ring, of course, with him, uh, and you know, he asked about the attack of um, Ricky Starks at Double or Nothing. James, you had a team name that I think you should share with the people for Jay White and Juice Robinson. If you see it anywhere else, James had it first. I don't remember for the life of me. I don't even remember I say anything. Team Juicy J. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Team Juicy J. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgot I said that shit. I don't even think 
spelled C just it was just they're juicy J, but like the J is spelled J A Y. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um and uh basically White was saying um that he bet Starks feels on top of the world, but you know, he's not the international champion and he lost to me and all of a sudden, uh, Juice had brought up FTR saving Starks from their attack. FTR and Starks friends because Reese Starks has no friends. I popped kind of at that. Um, uh, White basically started running down FTR, and then FTR came out. Um, you know, Robinson and, and White kind of stood behind Shivani. FTR said they were going to apologize, you know, or they said, you know, we know FTR, you're here to apologize to us, and you can also you know, join Bullet Club Gold and come work for us and call them, you know, top show, top guys and, and all that stuff. And, you know, White was going to hand the microphone to Dax. But before he could speak, Juice Robinson gives us an all-time gifable moment, which I immediately downloaded. He did a favor for us that are, that have had to watch Dax Harwood online for the last eight months. Uh, he stole this man with the rolled-up quarters. Socked uh, him in his mouth. Yes, dropped him hilarious and then um you know it, it was on from there um, and the quarter it, and the quarters fell out in a way that's reminiscent of like when someone when someone hits sonic and the rings fall out like yes it, it was great it was great like yeah. i think it's the best thing that juice robinson has done in pro wrestling since the pa- since the pandemic <laughs> um because the only other thing I think of is when he showed up in the Blues Brothers joint uh, at the 2020 G1 and he started clicking his or uh, doing the, the shit on the ropes or whatever else. But that, that's that's about it. You still got to explain that one to me. Um, I'm not saying re- that was good. I was saying that's that's the best thing he's done since the pandemic. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you you didn't like the haircut like with the with the hat and then just the stash like the handlebar joint you you was oh, fucking with that I forgot when he was out there looking like a cop I forgot about that uh, that man look like a YMCA member yes. yeah yeah um but they had uh, a Blade Runner um or he, he gave he gave cash to Blade Runner then Ricky starts chasing him off uh was yelling up in the crowd challenge White for next week and they're gonna put a end to it. So um, after that, we got Tony Khan's collision announcement. He's backstage. He said it was about a 40 second video. He said the debut of collision will feature CM nah, Punk. Nah, you ain't do it right. He said uh, it will feature pause, pause, pause. CM Punk. Yay! Woo! Yay! Woo! It, look. I'm glad. I, look, I'm glad it's back, baby. Inject into my veins. You got like much like we talked about with Ridge as far as saying I'm not watching that Saturday show. You had half that crowd happy. Punk was back, and yeah. half that crowd saying fuck him. It was great. It was some bass. It was, it, it, great. It was some bass. You know how the they, they say the the low sound travels like the that mm, like that that bass that boo like was man, was resonating. It was it was great. That sound. I was like. I was like, look, man, I wonder how he's going to turn this to some type of Cena thing where, like, he's a good guy to some people, he's a bad guy to others, but, like, he knows now, like, what he's up against, or he's known for a while, but now he definitely knows, and, like, I'm interested to see how he he works this into what he does, because... You know, I don't. Even, I don't even think Chicago is going to be like just this one hundred percent lay down city. Oh, he's definitely getting like twenty five percent booze or some shit like that in Chicago. Even Chicago, which lets you know, like, 
when he goes to all them ca- Canadian shows or whatever else throughout the, in, in like weeks two, three, and four, or whatever else, like he's going to get them 50 50 reactions, whatever he go. But he's but but regardless, he's still over and has heat, good or bad. He definitely has it, and it's up to him and you know and his brilliance to make this shit work. And I'm interested to see how it works because the guy's fucking brilliant. So. Um, regardless of, you know, of the part where he's, you know, cancerous or whatever else, when he goes in front of that fucking camera for pro wrestling, he's great. And he's always been great. So, like, I'm interested to see what it's going to be, who he feels with, and all that kind of stuff. And, like, I'm just, I'm just interested to see what he comes up with. I really am. Um, and I think, ultimately, like, whenever, you know, when we get these pay-per-views CM Punk back, I feel like these pay-per-views are going to have more lift to them. Um... Cause you're gonna have you're gonna have Kenny Omega. Cause like we haven't had it for a long time. Like, but we're gonna have Kenny Omega, you know, knocking wood healthy. We're gonna have the Young Bucks not suspended. CM Punk not suspended. And we're gonna see what this shit finally was is gonna what it's gonna be able to look like. With also Adam Cole here. Like we never got to see AEW at full capacity because people were either hurt or people got fucking suspended or whatever else. This is the first time it seems like we're ever gonna get that. Uh, and like I'm anxious to see how this goes now because like that pay per view. You know, it had hits and misses all over, but, like, they came right back and said, fuck that. Like, don't forget who we are because of one show out of ten. So, now uh, we'll pump yeah. back. I'm, in, I'm really I'm really interested when, like, you get the MJF part of the show, the CM Punk part of the show for, for these pay-per-views, the, the Elite parts or whatever else, the BCC parts. I think, like, they're going to be kicking all kinds of ass and give you all, and Jericho gives you all kind of variety of the type of wrestling you want, whether it's the super super duper wrestling or it's the storytelling driven stuff or it's the 2000s indie stuff or it's you know <laughs> the war the war bag from jericho or wwe bag from jericho whatever version he wants to dip in from what his past eras like i feel like varieties is the spice of life for wrestling and like it's now back now that we have the full you know um what do you call it the full uh and uh, like the ta- the tag team division that's set for a revamp with like yes. Aussie Open and yeah. now Juice Robinson, Jay White getting in there yeah. and hopefully FTR can beat the washed allegations. Yeah. Um, so like I, I feel like at least yes, like, excuse I feel me. Like not we're, FTR. I feel like we're gearing up again. I thought like we're gearing up again. We'll see how it goes, but I feel like we are. Big summer uh, to come. Artillery uh, was what I was strum- I was stumbling to try to get to earlier. I just I <laughs> stuck on it, couldn't find it. Yeah. Um so yeah. Well, let's see. Let let's see how it goes. The look, set the timer because I don't know when the uh implosion is coming, but it always does. Um up next, three-way match between Swerve Strickland, Big Bill and Trent Beretta. This was also awesome. This was like was very good. I, I looked at this on paper and I was like, I wonder what this is going to be like. I was like, I like all three guys. I'm I'm a irrational big bill guy. Like I, I find Very him, irrational. I, I find him entertaining and I, I've, I've, you know, I, I find his name great. And, you know, I feel like he's, he's our psycho Sid, um, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Sid. like he's, he's our Sid. He's jacked. He's wearing the jeans. He's, he's not near. Like, not nearly as charismatic as Sid was. You gotta stop this, man. Sid was Sid was some ten out of ten shit. But yeah, man. Um, I well, yeah, I saw this match and I saw it and I was like, okay, so this is like the last three or, or three to last four from the Battle Royal from uh, right. pay per view. Let's see what they do. And like I was, I thought it was fun. And I originally came into it I was like, all right, how was Swerve and and Trent gonna quote unquote carry Big Bill? And like 
it was right to a T. Like it did everything that it did more than I thought it would do. But like a lot of things I thought they were going to do with it, it worked out. I, I I really enjoyed the match. And like this another there's another example of people like Swerve and people like Trent showing their worth on his roster. When people were like, why you know some especially someone like Trent, like all he does is come on and lose. Yeah, he comes on and lose in good matches to get other people over. What part don't you get about this? This is like when you have him and you had Kazarian, like they were, that's their role. Go out there and lose and make the other guy look great because you got to get the other stars over. We know he's good. We know he's very damn good. It's just not for him. And like, that's like, that's the reason why like I like the, the, the you know, wins and losses mattering and like people are slotted or whatever else. So you can see trajectories for like, this person might be getting a little mini push to a certain spot higher. He might go back down and, like, the cycling up and down the card. Yeah, but, like, Swerve... This was just, like, a I, lot of hard wrestling in this I, match. This bro, was just I, feel like, like, I feel like Tony Khan trusts a hell out of Swerve. Like, um, yeah. I, I mean, outside I, of Cole... I, I, I can see that. Outside yeah. of Cole, is there any other, like, mostly NXT-er that you think of that's in AEW now that he trusts more than Swerve? I think Cole's I the only like, one. I feel like he's given him, like... Obviously, the the tag team thing last year yep. gave him a unit. Like they're obviously investing in them. There's a lot of stuff in the summer coming, like the Nick Wayne matches on mm-hmm. deck. I think there's a there's a lot to be linked with that match. This uh, Orange Cassidy, like you know, we'll get to it later. But they set up Swerve versus Orange Cassidy for the international belt this coming week. I think a lot of people are smelling title change. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly is a good one. Black Saber Junior mentioned. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, but. <clears throat> I think, I th- I think a lot of people are smelling title change, and I think they're right. Um, I I, I th- and I think it's the time. Like like Swerve is kind of um, he's rededicated himself to his his fitness. Like his body's like you know he's can't come out here with the extra muscle, and a lot of people are like are taking notice of that. Obviously, he had a great performance in the Battle Royal to kind of you know set this thing up. If they they went away from him from here, like with the Orange Cassidy match, I would be surprised. I'd be like, you kind of gave set up the, the silver plate just gotta let him walk through the door now um but yeah as far as this three-way though like this was there's a lot of hard wrestling like that i was really a big fan of and i was like this company was built on matches like these let's get it fucking popping like that like, i was very excited watching this and um this was uh yeah yeah like you know I, all three guys i thought worked real hard and you yep. know it was awesome so from there, uh, we got a video package with uh, Chris Satlander, her road to recovery. I believe there's a longer version on YouTube uh, that was pretty great. Uh, people have been talking about it. Uh, it showed her winning the TBS title double or nothing. It mentioned she had a match tonight with uh, or that night with Nyla Rhodes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Rich, can you uh, direct yourself to uh, the the chat? Um it... <laughs> Uh, so like Brandy's teasing the debut. A debut where? G- Gucci who? <laughs> Remember when when Cody signed, they did not sign Brandy. They only signed Cody. Uh, so you know, I, look, I don't know. I don't look, know. Let's man. see it. You know, let's see it. You know, you know who told us it was open mic night? You know. You know, let's let's get you know, you know she her calling herself you know telling her she's not a black belt you know she is something else instead you know let's let's get it going oh you know God. you know we had to suffer that James why shouldn't they why shouldn't they have to get the Brandy experience 
look, they'll go up for it. Look, they they they'll come out here, and, and you know they they say everything is great anyway in, in WWE. So this is just be one more thing to to lie about. So, you know, yeah, Brewhaven, put that shit on. Yes, yes, put that shit on. Yes. You know, I, I'm I'm enjoying my wrestling journey right now, even though I'm not watching much because of the NBA right now. And I and when I when the finals are over, I'll get back to it in full force in the way that I used to. I don't want Brandy on nobody's wrestling, even the wrestling I don't watch. I don't want her there. No, Brandy. Yeah, like and and, I, and I'm probably and I, and I look. I, I say that look, I know look, I'm great, be- great promo. That's true. Rich, I know I'm being completely unfair and uncalled for, and there's plenty of motherfuckers that are that are awful as well, or sorry as well. That like y'all was an Anderson Kendrick checks still. Well, I'm saying, well, let me finish. Like, there are plenty of people that like I don't give a fuck about wrestling. They over or somewhere else wrestling, and they getting checks, and like they over there, and I ain't gotta watch them. That's fine. Brandy did some of the some of the most offensive things. Uh, that it was like, yo, this person is problematic, and and I don't even mean like problematic, like oh my god, like I mean problematic, like this person like doesn't even isn't even aware of the damage they're doing. We uh, gotta explain so, so, you. So yeah, um, yeah, send them out. Oh, Kazusha Okada and Will Osprey will will address Forbidden Door at a special press conference, six p.m. five a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I guess by the time we all wake up tomorrow, there will be some. Some shit talk, I imagine. So uh, let's get it popping. So after that, um, Renee uh, went and welcomed uh, the acclaim and daddy ass uh, to the entrance stage. Uh, they basically said things didn't go their way at double or nothing. They lost the trios match. But Billy Gunn said he felt like he let the team down. Caster said they win together, they lose together. We're still the people's choice. Uh, they, these guys are getting great reactions here also, too. Um, Bowen said a couple months ago they were screwed out of tag team gold, and he said Billy Gunn deserves to hold the goal one more time in his career. Uh, so it looks like their goal is to win the trio's titles. Now, when they say they were screwed out of tag titles, I was supposed to think of, like, the guns, I was supposed to think of FTR and their little, and their little play. Boy, I was thinking about both. I was, I was literally thinking about just FTR. I was like, but that's unfair. They're not actually they're like, is this a double entendre? Like, what are they doing? I was like, I wonder. I wonder what they're what they what they mean by this. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, good to see them get the mic time, even though they lost. And I'm interested to see like how they get their bounce back uh, coming off of this. Yeah, man. Uh, but after that, we got one of the best segments in pro wrestling history. Yeah. Um. This was an all-time heat segment, booing, crowd revolting. This was Don Callis and Kanosuke Takesha explaining their actions. And for those of you that didn't see Don's extended interview with Jim Ross, if you like, like you saw what this was, this that was like a more laid out version. It was like, all right, Don, can you do what you did in twelve minutes and three in front of a molten crowd? He was like, yeah, I got that. Like, <laughs> so, um, Don comes out there. They don't even want to let him talk. He's in showered and boots. The catch is wearing Don's jacket. 
Don like used the word that shit to the show, so this mm. shit is real nasty. Like this shit is nasty as fuck. So Shivani's out there. Uh, he's sickened to announce Kalos and Takeshita. They don't have interest in music. That old they they got that old Tommaso Ciampa uh, theme song. Interesting that you brought up Tommaso Ciampa because that was the first thing I was thinking of when he got booed. Like this was like, bro, like at the night on Raw after WrestleMania 33 when Roman beat and seemingly retired Undertaker and Tommaso Ciampa returning um, after he turned from ACL tear. Like that was a level of heat that Don Callis was getting. It was fucking awesome. They were like, we don't care. Fuck you. Get off our screen. Get out of our, out of our sight. We hate your guts. Just, (laughs) just, just, you know, that look, the, 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 the the emoji, this, this beautiful. Callis. Callis says, I hope those boos are for Kenny Omega and then like <laughs> they the crowd. <laughs> Working the crowd. He's so great. Like <laughs> I was watching this because like, yo, he, he's just he's he's the best. Um uh, he said Callis said he's the real victim here. What? <laughs> and he's he's shouting over the crowd. He's uh you know, just just jumping in and out, looking at Takesha. Takesha's like, you know, egging this shit on. He runs down all Kenny's accomplishments. He's like, IWGP champion, me! Like, like all this, AEW champion, me! Impact champion, me! Like, just all this shit. Um, and he's, he blamed that the scar on his head. Uh, you know, every day he has to wake up. He, he thinks about uh, Kenny. Uh, he said, you know, while I might have lost a nephew, I gained a son in Takesha who's better than Ricky Dozan, better than Anoki, better than Maeda, better than Muto, and better than Okada. He, he, there was a long pause before yep. he said better than Okada. So it was like, all right, man. Like, like, like once I heard Ricky Dozan and Anoki, I was fucking screaming. I started yep. Tagging Josh immediately. Yeah, because it, it was like his same shit. We talked about Gotcha, Hacker Schmidt, and all that bullshit. Except now it's Japanese wrestling. So I was like, oh, here you come with this bullshit. No, <laughs> better than Muto. <laughs> oh, so yeah, he says soon Takesha will show that he's also better than Kenny Omega. He's the greatest athlete that has ever stepped in a ring. He's the decathlete, um, all this other stuff. And then Takesha took the mic, and I love this. Because nothing, and I mean nothing, will rile up a booing crowd by speaking a foreign language to them. Uh, you know, that's right. The good old racism. Um, yeah. <clears throat> he basically uh, starts speaking Japanese and he says he's going to destroy the elite and Kenny Omega and all that. And, you know, just yelling at him, essentially Japanese. Um, Callis said that Kenny destroyed his family. Uh, so he's going to build a new one to eliminate the elite from all elite wrestling nuclear heat hey, just go so, out of your way to see this if so, you didn't see this so like once he said that like I was like is he finna link up with CM Punk <laughs> look I did not for one second think that <laughs> no fuck that that's great no link, look the the, the uh, what do you call it um the alliance to destroy the elite <laughs> like look CM Punk BCC <laughs> Callus put them all together and put it all together. We've been to stomp these niggas out. <laughs> Crush them. <laughs> nah. The league gonna have to whoop that ass. Ace Steel. Let's bring some Ace Steel on there. Yeah, yeah Ace Steel. <laughs> who somehow is like 
I don't even want to get into that. Um, but oh yeah, man, yeah. so I'm interested to see who who's really gonna be in this family. Um, who knows? It could be Don's hell talking shit. Yeah, but um, yeah, like Takeshita's like good enough to spearhead this shit. But definitely, um, yeah, I, I thought this was excellent, and I think it shows the love that's out there for Kenny and then Callus. This is like. Hogan versus Bobby Heenan, damn near. This is like, <laughs> this is like, yeah, like, bro, they can keep this shit going forever. Like, with, yep. like, all right, like, Don Callis now can just try to make Kenny's life a living hell. Right. And Ken- Kenny can just beat every single person that, that he lines up for him or whatever. And it just keeps going forever. And he doesn't even have to be near the title or anything. He's just right. keep doing this shit. And it just has the same. Amount of, it will have the same amount of heat for however long it goes, essentially. Yeah, yeah like, it, like in a similar way, like 2013 when, when Heyman turned on Punk, and it was like Lesnar, then it turned into Ryback, then it turned into whoever else, and then Punk got hurt. But it was like, that was kind of the plan. Um, And it was, you know, when that happened, like, that shit was incredible, too. So it was like, look, it works... It, the common the common threads of wrestling like you could do the basic stuff over and over and over and it will always work you don't have to try to reinvent new ways to tell these stories you don't yeah um i remember when they first linked up i was like yeah man um they're gonna use callus to basically right. launch Ken- kenny one day and it's gonna be what it's gonna be rich and, i was um, saying that what 2018 i was like man he's gonna like even back then, I was like, "Bro, he's gonna like he's gonna turn on him eventually. It's gonna be great." And like, because I fucking hate Callus and his dick riding or whatever else. He could dick ride someone else and Kenny kick V trigger that man's head off. I've been wait 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. I've waited five years. I've waited five years for this man to V trigger this man's face off. I can't wait. Let's get it. You know, as much as I hate to see family falling apart, you know, y'all know what side I'm on. You know. So blast this man, the the full the full on uh, uh really? grand slam running V trigger, sending really? him sliding down the LED ramp. R- really, Don just think he me, you know <laughs> he think he's me all these years. So really, that just you know that opened up a spot for me, you know to to go ahead and, and assume the mantle, you know of of uh you know promoting the Kenny Omega uh agenda, you know. Now that, that, that's all this is. Now, uh, now when we when I clip this up for the best of this one, I will insert like the picture of you next to Kenny making that face. Now put that there, hold that in place, and then we can flash back to uh, the festivities. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, from there, <laughs> I don't even know how we continue with this. But that segment was so fucking it was. awesome. It was great. Like, it, like. It, the reason why it's great is because, like, because of how that crowd reacted, you know, like, that's what the future holds for them as far as how they have the crowd in their hands. As far yeah. as what they're going to do in the future. It's, as long as you don't, as long as you keep it on the road, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so we got a highlight video of the TNT ladder match. Uh, Warlow talked about uh, biting the lizard man's thumb. And Warlow said, Luchasaurus better not get involved in the business, but he'll finish the job if Luchasaurus wants it. After that, we got another good fucking match. Orange Cassidy and Darby Island taking on Gates of Agony. That's Bishop Khan and Toa Leona. Swerve was sitting ringside with Brian Cage to, to watch this. But this was like 
you know, uh, two big guys that would sell and do work and fighting uh, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen, who are like mega over baby faces that will do what, whatever you want in the ring. And, um, you know, like they had like Darby and Darby especially had these guys looking like killers. Yeah. So, you know, in ROH, when they were the, when they were the trios champions with uh, with Cage, like when they destroyed and they had that pre-show match on one of the pay-per-views when they beat the hell out of Blake Christian and two other geeks. Look, man, yeah. like those guys are, you know, it, you know, you have, you know, Legion of Doom, the Steiners, big uh, a tag team of big motherfuckers that will fuck you, Hamika and Hameka. <laughs> like a team a, a team of two badass that will kick people's asses is fun to watch and they destroyed two of the best bumpers and sellers in the game and like that was the best I ever saw like Toa and Khan look um, when people that are out there selling that are over like super over and like it was very compelling and like and, you know in different circumstances without those two like coming off of or being one being champion and another one seems like they're being tracked for a singles title shot down the line or to get a big win over the current champion down the line like you could have had them get a win right there and they had like you know a couple months done a rematch and seen and seen like you know that that unlike or rare tag team get back together and had them overcome them that was fun as hell mm-hmm. um yeah. in a way more that hard like wrestling tag- sorry more of the hard wrestling that was like displayed like in the triple threat match or the, the three way match. Excuse yeah. me, uh, I, I wouldn't want Joe Lanza to hear me uh, m- mess up and say triple threat while talking <laughs> about AEW. Sorry. Oh God. Yeah, in a way, it reminded me of um, back in it, there was a there was a dynamite show that had Hangman versus either Archer. It wasn't Archer. It was a uh, Wardlow. It was Wardlow. Mm-hmm. It reminded hey, me of, it Wardlow. was like the tag version of that match. Just fun. Okay. Big dude being big heel beating the fuck out of a smaller dude. Smaller dude overcomes and rustles their ass off and overcomes in a really fun match. Yeah. It reminded me of that except the tag version. <clears throat> yeah, this was awesome. Uh Darby ended up getting a coffin drop for the win. Um, but after the match, um Cage, Nana, and Swerve uh walked to the ring. They were gonna attack, and then Sting's music hit, and that shit was like that shit rang out like it like Omar was coming. Like <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if this is a hot take. I think this is the best theme music Sting's ever had at this point. Like I think it's better than WCW music. Nah. It, like the, the, Bro, nah. the organ I, it's good. It's, it's, it's good. way better produced. Like the it like that shit from WCW don't even sound like it's mastered. Like <laughs> this shit is like I, I, I think, think I think level. you're t- I think you're I think um I think that you are not like taking into account the errors make things sound different in the time when it came out like I, but whatever it, it, it's cool or not cool like it's fun um but I the the sting shit like I, I mean that's some shit you can play in a marching band um or whatever else but whatever uh but still good um. What I will say is I didn't think about this until he came out and I got the pop and I was like, is this some popping for a Southern California guy? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Cause like the way the crowd went nuts for I was like, is this is this because of the, you know, I wonder. But yeah, um yeah, you know, Sting, who knows how many more pops he gets like this. I don't know. Like they've been they've been trying to seem like they're trying to figure out how they're going to do a retirement tour slash send off for him. 
and they're not really we're not really clear on what it's looking like but like you see that it's apparently like it's in the air it's on his he's on his way out so like it's cool it, that was really cool yep Swerve stares down the international title. They booked that match for next week. I think there's a lot of stuff going on here. So don't be surprised uh, if this is like, this isn't the last time you see Sting around and Nick Wayne and, you know, with that whole thing. Like, it just seems like there's a lot of sliding doors that are all set to like fall in place. Um, Didn't you halfway suggest they should do Sting versus Swerve? Oh yes, I would love to see it. Okay, yeah, I, I was like, I don't remember if you of it. Did Rich say that? Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I would love to see it. Um, you know, after that we got a MJF highlight video, bro. All this shit was going on on this show at, before this. I was like, man, world champ, where's the world champ? Like, and I was like, yeah, this whole like show was just going off, and it was like, oh, you, you know, oh, you know where he's at? Like home. Before, but before he, but before he went home, he left us off with a segment where he talked. Yeah. So he Uh, had to get on there to talk. Good for him. He told us he defended the title successfully, and um, you know the clock is ticking. AEW is running out of competition. Uh, They're running out of gladiators for MJF to slay, and he's made it clear that no one's on the level of the devil. So I like that line. Um, people have have been. Have been speculating more and more as he does the the tease of the twenty twenty four stuff that he resigned, and um, yeah, I think he's resigned already. But are people going to roll their eyes as he does it more and more as more and more people are speculating that he's already resigned, and he's going to um, try to do a fake summer of punk thing? I think he's such a good talker, and the thing about MJF is. He makes the world's dumbest people believe, and a lot of the smart ones too. Like, so and, okay, never mind, never mind. Yeah, like, I don't like, know. Once he, he said that some of the smart people too, I was like, like you say, he said some of the dumbest people. I was like, oh, so like FTR, but then you said and some smart people. Like, oh, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. Never mind yeah, never mind. like he he's someone like he's gonna be doing this whole thing and riling people up and, and making them think like you know he's really out of here and all this stuff. It's always been my thought that he's going to eventually like turn babyface by announcing he's re-signed, but he's already been signed for a long time. You know what this shit is? Like this man, like it's like a rom com where like the person's already like you know it was a scam, but like actually fell in love eventually, and then yeah. you find, the person finds out, and like you, the point, the point where like the third act, we're like, damn, the person found out the truth before you could tell it or whatever else. Now he caught, and it's like, yeah, it's one of them. Is that or is that what you want to say, or are you going to say something different? No, like, I, I was going to say it was like, that man's an industry plant. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, no, nah, bro, like, this, this shit is already, like, it was written, like, no, nah, I said. Um, but, yeah, he's going he's gonna to do this whole thing and, you know, whatever. <laughs> we'll be here. Um, so after that, uh, Shivani introduced Hook. Uh, Shivani talked about Hook helping the Hardys win on Sundays and give Matt Hardy the contract at Ethan Page. Yes, I love this storyline. I hope it never ends. I hope we're always talking about somebody's contract and other people get looped in. I, I just want it to exist at the low, at, at the prelim level of AEW just <laughs> like forever. Like, <laughs> like Matt Hardy's contract will turn into someone else's contract. Um, oh my god. But 
uh, before Hook was going to talk, uh, the faction on Ingranable came out. Jose, the assistant, he was pissed and looking jacked, by the way. Um, he said, Roosh is too dangerous to be on TV. He's not here tonight. But uh, Preston Vance and Drillisco, he said, they're here. They're going to whoop you. So they went out there and attacked Hook. And then all of a sudden, Jungle Boy came out, made the save, had the chair, uh, took out both Vance and Drillisco, set up a Texas Tornado match for them next week with these two teams. Jungle Hook reunited. Uh, there was a split second where it was like, hey, is Jungle Boy about to hit Hook with this shit? Like, And, you know, I look, I'm not the only person that, that, that was thinking this. So, um, the tag team is very good for both of them, but especially for Hook, because I felt like Hook was, has been dead in the water for a while without, you know, him doing the, his, you know, undefeated thing or whatever else. And he's not, he's not actually like wrestling anybody of consequence, really. Um, and he's not really in a program with anybody of consequence either. He just kind of is there floating as like the, oh, we pop because, you know, he's Taz's kid and. He does a lot of Taz stuff, and he's a young guy. Like, it, it, it was like, what? What is the next thing? So, like, I'm glad that we're now that you know after they teased it a while back, that now they can finally move them there. And like, Jungle Boy, even though he's overqualified for the tag stuff, similar to the, Guevara uh, last year, where it was like, all right, it, we're gonna give you a shot, and then it's like it didn't work out like we had hoped. Let's put you back in a in a more familiar um, spot. So yeah, um, Jungle Jungle Hook should be another great tag team in this reforming division that's like happening, you know, before our eyes. Um, yeah, so like with you know with that core you mentioned, Jungle Hook, uh, Juicy J, <laughs> FTR, Ozzy Open. Um, who else am I forgetting? Right Eventually now? the Bucks will get back in it. Yeah, whenever the, the Bucks like DC thing wraps up, but who yeah, knows? so. With some of these more natural tag teams back, the claim still around. Bros. Yeah, so like with this new like seems like a, a core of tag teams back. Like, let's get to it, FTR. Let's see it. Uh, Santana due to come back any day. He was, you know, that's uh, saying that's he's healed, healed from the ACL. So who knows? Uh, maybe PMP gets back together. So yeah, uh, hope so. But. After that, um, we had an interview with they, Renee. Look, when they come back first match, they should get the belts. Why? Because the guns want them. <laughs> if um, that is if that is the if that is the bar, we have cleared that years ago. So, um, Storm said Luck had nothing to do with her winning the belt. She's traveled all over the world to get this point. Um, Ruby Soho then praised Tony Storm's work ethics. Ray did the same. Uh, Tony said the only ones you know who are lucky are the AEW fans. So, so yeah, definitely luck had nothing to do with it. Y'all cheated in the whole fucking match. The fuck? Yeah. Who who is doubting that it was luck? People are saying that you cheated. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever, man. We'll move on. Yeah. Chris Statlander took uh, oh, actually, on. Actually, no, before we move on, now that you know Jamie is not no longer the champion, um, <clears throat> she better be at all them goddamn TVs. Why? Because I, I thought that the reason why that whole click didn't like Thunder Rose because she was hurt and not off TV and, and not at the TVs, right? Or is that or that did not count? Well, she dropped a belt. Huh? She dropped a belt. 
I thought that she still they were still mad at her even though she had already dropped the belt or the belt was already off of her. Uh, I don't, I don't think that was the case. I think I, I could have sworn I heard Tony Storm after the belt was already handed back to the company was saying, "Why, are, where are you? Why are you not on TV? Why are you not at the TVs?" I thought that was happening. I could have swore I saw those on like the first two episodes of uh, the show. Nah, the whole thing at the beginning was, you know, I can tell you, it was like later in the season they did the announcement they were stripping her. So at that time she was still the champion. Okay. So they were like, "Why are you not here?" And you're like climbing the Golden Gate Bridge and shit, and I don't know. But either, either way, you understand it's a dumb premise. I can't wrestle, therefore I'm not going to be there because there's no need to be. This isn't WWE. This is AEW. Like I have the belt, I can hand it in. You can strip me. I don't, who gives a shit? But then again, actually, they care because they're marks. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I, for, I yeah. forgot. My bad. Yeah, can't like My so. Bad. Jamie Hayter has a gut out a pay per view match. And um, yeah, you know, back bad back again. Um, another back injury strikes, and um, yeah, they're they're happy that like she decided to continue to wrestle injured so that she could have a sub a subpar short little match and then like hand it off. That's that's fucking stupid. Strip her of the belt and then make a new a champion. Can't can't do that. You know, can't have interim champions. You know, people think they're not real champions and shit. So. Who? Um, Who? Look, fans, wrestlers. <laughs> there are no real champions. Alike. It's all fake. You, they were all Both put alike. over. The real champions, the interim champs, were all put over. Nobody shot. Nobody, uh, you know, ripped knees, concussed people, and dropped them to go get these things. So yeah, you know, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Yeah. You know, who would who would be the AEW shoot champion of the women's division? Not in general. Who would be the champion? The AEW shoot champion. Yeah. Man. Okay. Let's let me pull up this roster. The AEW because there's no Hirsch, Brock. That, I mean, that's a good one. Look, look, there's no Brock here, so this one's a little bit right. different. Right. You know, so let's see. Looking at the, the men's uh let's Okay. Could could Andrade be the shoot champion? Probably not, because I don't know if he knows any any of the MMA shit. And like you know, like people like Danielson and Moxley and O'Reilly, they all practice, and, and even Strong all practice Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So like, while they might not be able to fight that dude hand to hand, they're gonna grab they're gonna grab a hold and break it and break something, or try to and get it on the ground. Anthony Gogo. Anthony yeah. Ogogo could be the yeah. shoot champion. Ogogo will be the Olympic shoot, boxer. definitely be one of the runners. Probably, yeah, probably Ogogo. That's Even probably we, him. We haven't seen him since that Cody match, have we? We've seen him after that, but he had not much. Okay. Um, who else could? We, I don't think Big Bill's the 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 shoot champion. Nah, um, nah, Ogogo's knocking him out. Um, let's see, Brian Cage not the shoot champ. Brody yeah. King, he's a big motherfucker, but I don't know. Oh, I think Ogogo's not dropping him. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Mur- Murphy, Buddy Matthews got a lot of muscles, but I don't think they make muscles for your face. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> in, in the mention, someone forgot, I forgot to mention this. Oh, yeah, the fucking Bellator fighter, Hager. Hager. Yeah. yeah. Hager's That's a shoot right. champion. Hager's That's shoot right. champion. Yeah. Hager. Hager. Hager and Ogogo will be the two shoot champions. The shoot champion. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, nope, nope. 
Def, not Jay White, not Jeff Jarrett, definitely not Jeff Hardy. I know Kenny's trained in MMA. He has a record, but he ain't a no long pro. Time he'll ago. get dropped or he'll get that, hurt. That, that's a long time ago. Too yeah. small. Too small for Hager. Um, I wonder what Kenosuke Takesha's outside the ring ability look like. I, I don't know. Um, Malachi Black. I think too small. Too small for Hager and Ogogo. Um, MJF, no. How dare uh, you? Uh, Boo Haven said, what about Punk? Punk? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, stop. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I wonder what Hobbs will get into. I I feel like I feel like Ogogo would 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 get him out of there. Ogogo would knock him out. Uh, Roderick Strong, like he just seems seems like a tough guy. Good Samoa answer. If there, if there was weight classes, we just talking about a catch weight. So everybody, so he he'd be out there having to go get it against Ogogo and them or, or Hager. He's too small. Yeah, yeah, he's. Just, and then there's like, like Wardlow. Hob shit is mm. like, bro, like you. Saw, this sound like brothel. Like, look, you remember yeah. they put Butterbean in there and what yeah. he did? Oh, Gogo's not dropping all them dudes. Yeah, it's it's a Gogo or Jake Hager. That we is need a modern. Fe- uh, we need a modern Nokiaism fan. No, we do not. <laughs> is no. that Josh Smith commenting on an alias? Yeah, that sounds like something he would say. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm only joking. Yeah. Okay. So as far as women, you had answers. The women Marina. shoot. Yeah, Marina. Marina's be the shoot champion in, in AEW. Marina's the shoot champion. You know, I it's hard to to, to disagree with that. Um, Not really. It's the only motherfucker that's made the UFC. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's Ty Mello. She's I I don't know how I don't she's, think she's got. I don't know how far she got. She might her. be. Um, yeah, she, she might be Brazilian more uh, advanced as far as a Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but as far as like a f- actual fighter, professional fighter, Marina mm-hmm. has experience and she doesn't really. Thunder Rosa has been in MMA. Um, yeah, so mm, I don't I, know. I think it's Marina. I think it's Marina. Yep. Yeah, Marina. So Marina and Hager. Slash no go go, yeah. So our Nokia is our our Pancrase champions. Yeah. <laughs> All these Pancrase. That's great. That's great. Oh, <laughs> um, but uh, Chris Statlander defend the belt against uh Nyla Rose. It was good to see the TBS title. Uh, you know, just be on the line here. Uh, got a nice match of length. Uh, I want to send a special shout out to the, to the people who immediately began grifting because they knew this show was going along swimmingly and the timeline was going crazy when they started started talking about uh, why. Look, look now, I, I see the TBS title is defended on TBS. What changed? You know, and then they were making this, you know, a, a Jay Cargill to, to Chris Statlander thing. And then uh, I got to say, man. The, the race griff ain't working no more, man. Y'all, y'all going back to the y'all trying to play hit cards y'all already played. Like y'all, y'all already shuffled this deck. You know this this already was was sent up here to to be be had. Y'all trying to rehash some old shit. So what what I, what is what is what point are they trying to get it again? Because now it's off the black woman. You know. The belt can be defended on TBS now because Chris Statlander has it now. 
Oh, so, so we just they're, so they're saying that AEW is so racist that they didn't that they don't realize that Jay's a way bigger star than Chris Statlander. They they are so caught in the grift. I would say they disregarded that Jade is probably the single most protected person in the history of the company. Well, that was, yeah, there's multiple layers of, of wrongness to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and then aside from all the times that she actually did defend it on dynamite, which right. was just a couple years or weeks ago, three mm-hmm. weeks ago, maybe to be exact. Um, it's just a bad griff. You just got to stop at this point, man. Like cut the shit. As Jay would say, well, I mean, um, well, I'm, I was going to say something. I'll leave it alone. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, uh, I've seen Jade on Dynamite plenty of times. I, Amazing. So, I, I, maybe someone forgot. I don't know. But whatever, you know, tweets and jokes, I guess. So uh, I like this match um, between Statlander and Nyla. They went. I don't know how long they went. It seemed like they went through a commercial. So it was better than um, the match they had on pay per view like two years ago. Indeed, um, it was a good Blue Thunder bomb. Statlander, I thought was solid in her return. Um, this was, you know, I wonder how long she's actually been cleared. Yeah, yeah. She she wrapped the match up with the four fifty splash. That thing looked as awesome as ever. They showed Ty Valkyrie watching this match, uh, which, you know, there's kind of a natural match built in. Like, you know, I warm Jade up and you come out and just beat her after that. So uh, I, I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world um, for, for Ty to do a heel turn here and then, you know, run it with Statlander. Yeah. Uh, and also she's uh, like historically better as a heel. And, and I kind of got to say, like, you know, for I, I heard a lot of like, um, negativity around Ty when she first signed i think she's come in and been like exactly what she's kind of needed to be like I th- her and jade got you know reacted to like stars mm-hmm. on the pay-per-view and if she's like someone that can come in and like hold up like the secondary end of like this like and go in there with statlander or go in there with whoever and i don't think you're ever gonna like push Tyler valkyrie seriously but like she's someone that can wrestle all these people, I think, and it'll look like like people will react to her uh, like a star because she's great in pre tapes. Yeah, um, I think that's the thing all, that people she's a have, good promo. Yeah, I think that's the thing people have are worried about that have that are more familiar with her is that like she's so good at the stuff outside of bell to bell that like people will the people that don't like pro wrestling <laughs> like gravitate to her and think that she's the one that you should be pushing or whatever else. And it's like, okay, cool, but then the bell rings. And she's not she she's never the best wrestler one of the best wrestlers in her division and whatever she shows up. So I think that's a part that's like the disconnect for people when it comes to her. Cause like she definitely carries herself as a star, has a presence, dresses like a star, all that kind of stuff. It's just um and she knows a lot of the wrestling tricks, but like there's something there, there's something that's like I don't know if it's pacing or if it's athleticism i don't know but there's something that's missing there that it feels like you watch wrestling like she's clearly competent but it feels like they're like why is there why does it feel like it's a low ceiling um mm-hmm. it's hard that's from just when i've watched her from nxt to here um but yeah like she's definitely someone that's like you know you put her on tv and she can make something work yeah so after that we got the main event uh adam cole and Britt baker taking on chris jericho and soraya 
Um, I think this was like light years better than I expected. Uh, I see on the pay-per-view, it was like, oh, they put in. Um, yes, I saw the same comment you did. And and really, accurate. You, mm. really accurate. Really accurate. <laughs> really accurate. Not a everybody. <laughs> yeah, you're on to something. You're cooking with that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. And to be and to be honest with you, like how LA Knight's doing in uh in on the main roster, I'm happy for him. Happy for him. Not everybody has to like do the same exact things. Um I thought Britt Baker's and Adam Cole's gear was great. It came out, it was like some like teal and white like type cut. Um, it looks like a like the Britt basically has a red and white motif of that, like that same one uh, that she showed up. Her and Jamie had the matching ones in LA. Um, Jericho and Soraya, like they were a great shit house team. I thought uh, there was like, you know, like just all the gimmickry and tricks. <laughs> what was I that thought. expression? Uh, they're a great shit house. Like, <laughs> I don't like, know what that means. <laughs> like, you'll know it when you see it. Like, it's just like them, like stunting and like being despicable and <sighs> you know shit like that. Just veterans, like whatever. Um, but yeah, this was um, yeah, yeah. Britt hit a frog splash that was suboptimal. Um, there was uh, what else happened in this match? Um. There was just a bunch of shit that happened in this match. Uh, that I thought this was way better than the pay per view match. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. They, definitely. Should, they, they probably should have did this on pay per view. <laughs> you know, you know, um, I'm trying to think. There was a Jericho match last year that was like not good on pay per view or not good the first time. They did it like again in some, some like the exact same rematch like again later, and it was like great last Danielson. year. Sorry, the Danielson match. Yes. It was dancing. Yeah. Like this reminds me of that where it's like, damn, this you thought this shit would have been way better, and then they do the second time. I'm like, this is exactly the match. Like they basically said, like, whatever we did, we fucked it up. Let's just let's let's start over, whatever else. And like they continue the streak of Brit, like just being a different level of wrestler when it's a dump when it's four people in the ring than two. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know how to explain it. it ain't got to sell. But she just excels in tags. Or she's at her best in tags. That's the best way to say. I don't want to say she's a sales. I'm not saying she's fucking Nick Jackson, look, but she's great in tags. Look, you gonna talk yourself into getting some belts created for her? Quit playing. <laughs> hey, you stop, Rich. You better stop. Look, Rich, you've been pushing this agenda for a while now, Rich. I am all. In, I will be all in on Britt Baker and Jamie Hader uh, being at the linchpin of a women's tag division because that means that Britt Baker will be out of the singles division. So yes, I. I you saying that's you saying like it's a bad thing. All I heard was good things just then. Throw ass in there. Oh, uh, but this uh, this ended up with uh Cole uh hitting the boom after Jericho uh got put in the lockjaw. Uh and you know, Jericho does another job here. Yep. Um I think Jericho's losing a lot right now. I think he, he needs to get some wins, whatever he goes into next. Um, so he lost he lost uh to I forgot who he was he lost to, but he lost to he lost to Action and Dreddy and before that who did he lose to? Like it was basically like the same week. He dropped the belt. He the belt to Claudio. Right, that's Action what it was. And Dreddy so basically since like so basically since like December twelfth. Like six months. He's yeah, he's been cycling down, losing to people, whatever else. Like a lot of people were, you know, upset about the Kingston thing last year, rightfully so. Um but like 
he has he has been putting people over left and right for the last seven months at this point. Yeah. Um. So I think, <laughs> and the crazy thing is he's 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 still gonna be over, right? right. But he's a legend. Yeah. Like I I think people need to get the idea of like we talked about it on the show. I think you may have even brought it up. Is like beating Chris Jericho don't make you Chris Jericho, right? Um, and it's just like, you know, I I, th- I think he's I think he's you know due for, for for some W's personally. So right, like um, it, you know, people cycle up. I, I think, people cycle down. I, look, I think they should go into the Sammy and Jericho thing that we talked about last week. That's, that's God's, I, yeah. Or yeah. that storyline of them breaking up. They could do yeah. that. Or they could do let's say Seth Gods as a tag team. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there will always be something for Chris Jericho to do because Chris Jericho will come up with shit. Right. Right. Um But yeah, man. Um that was that was uh, AW Dynamite quickly through Rampage, uh, which I watched Rampage this week. I was like, I'm back. Rampage. <laughs> I hope you miss me. Um <laughs> But uh, I watched the first three matches. I had to do something during the last match, so I had to miss <laughs> the end. I missed the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the nastiest memes ever, too. And I know exactly what he's talking about. Um, so, it's a damn shame. Like, it's, it's, it's fucked up how Twitter is, how fucked up social media is, where, like, He's talking about a he's talking about a visual meme. He just yeah. typed in the words. I know exactly what the fuck he's talking. He's on that Liz Ulrich Ross shit. Oh yeah. my god. He yeah. said, he said Daniel Sim with creative control. Empowering CM Punk with creative control. Put a shirt on. <laughs> oh my god. Sick. Oh. Oh. El hijo del Vikingo. Going insane with Commander and Jalisco. Ten minutes of, of Lucha Madness. Definitely check that out because there was a lot of arm bars later in the show. Um, so, you know, if you want to see some flips, they opened the show with that. They knew. Um, then uh, Willow Nightingale put the New Japan Strong Women's title on the line against Emi Sakura. And it felt like a completely different presentation of Willow Nightingale than we've got from her thus far it was like okay she like like it's time for her to be pushed and um it's like she kind of came in like confident you know she was still doing her smile and stuff but it, it wasn't like uh some type of geek type thing it was like yeah she's 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 a star now like um her and emmy had a solid match you know hitting each other hard and i was like man i was like i, I think someone should just lock willow in a room and just Tell her, yo, watch all the Aja Khan tapes you can and just like and just rip everything off you see. Like, you know. <laughs> but um she she gave her like that uh, daughter bomb that was like just absolutely vicious yeah. in this match. Uh best match of the night, I would I, I think may have been the Zack Sabre Jr. and Action Andretti. Um, oh, wow. you know it was it basically loop- like a was it basically like a, a Sabre Osprey match? No, not really. But okay. they like, okay. um, like I like if if it wasn't the Lucha match, it was it was this one because like okay. I think Action Andretti is a really talented guy, he's a young guy, and putting him in there with Zach, who's like you know super veteran now, 
like that that was doing all this shit you know i'm cutting you off i'm putting you in locks and i'm you know doing whatever but uh action was holding his own too fighting back you know doing a lot of flips and uh you know catching him off guard jumping off the top rope there was good strikes in this i was like man I was like action is like like he's raw man like and i i just hope he you know can continue getting um you know some 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 chances to to do his thing i'd love to see him get in there with, with vikingo you know love to see him get in there with, with the other flyers and all that yeah. too so you know keep, keep doing his thing like you know just to start building them up you know get, give him the long slow slow ride uh, long slow ride uh i heard he had a really good fight without honor match uh, I don't know who it was against, but it was an ROH, and they've been putting him with uh, Darius Martin and Air Fox in uh, ROH while Dante's out. And, how, do we know uh, how long Dante's going to be out for? Uh, yeah, that man broke his shit. So um, right, but like you know, if, depending like, on if I remember, well, it was an ankle, right? It was. Like I a, think or it was, we, don't, we didn't know if it was ankle or if it was like low tip. I didn't. I don't gotcha. recall. <clears throat> So I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, so I I only heard. But I can, yeah. I have to Google it and figure it out. I, I don't know when it'll be back, but um, I I would love to, for for like when he comes back to put them four together, like you know, mm-hmm. just whatever. But um, then uh, Saber ended up getting a win and all that. Um, and Alexander Andrade was not headed to Dominion. <laughs> but uh, Cassiero Shibata then defended against Lee Moriarty. I had to get up uh, and, and, you know, go downstairs for a minute and all that. But um, I did hear Shibata got the win, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, – oh, I totally forgot. Uh, Seamus Nova. Yes. Um, so there was an interview with Jeff Jarrett and the posse backstage. Oh, Yeah. Um, and then they had brought in like Karen Jarrett. Uh, and then all of a sudden it was like, I think she started talking something about Aubrey or whatever. And then Aubrey jumps in the, like comes in and just like stares her down. And then they start choking each other. Um, yes. but Mark Briscoe was like talking before that. And it was like, he was basically just going around the circle. It was like a cypher. It was like, here's something for you. Here's something for you. Here's something for you. And it was like, it was like it's gonna be Mark Briscoe and Jeff Jarrett, or excuse me, Mark Briscoe and Aubrey Edwards against Jeff and Karen Jarrett. Like it looked like it was setting up, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I was like, "Bro," I was like, "Collision, send that to Saturday." You know, like, you know, we you know, we, we can send that to, to uh, what is it, uh, June seventeenth, United Center. Let's get it. Yeah, keep it, that over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like. Chicago has 8,000 people, tickets already sold, but, you know, Boston only has 3,000 tickets sold for that Dynamite. Nah. It, well, it why are you re- picking out that, that, that one random show that's a month away? The road. That's a month away? Just like yeah. that show's a month away? That show's in two weeks. What show's in two weeks? The uh, 17th. Yeah, like they're both a month apart. You you the reason why I brought it up is because when you sent me this thing, you were like, it was more punk slam. And I was like, yeah, but like one show's a month away, and this show has twice many tickets sold, over twice many tickets sold. Like I like to say that like did some epic failure or CM Punk is not like who he say he is or what people think he is. 
there's some debate about that, but like to say that like he's not the number one guy in AEW still or not is still to be disputed or still to be figured out over time. Um, but so it's like I'm looking at this other one. He's like, well, this is the show that is the anti uh, CM Punk show, and like that shit ain't doing nearly as well. So like they're just cold selling tickets. This isn't a thing about CM Punk or not. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm as far as what I'm looking at, and I'm looking at like all of these things like. Outside of selling, you know, Forbidden Door, Wembley, domestically, they're cold for now compared to where they were, like, let's say a year ago or whatever else. So, like, I'm just like, I don't know one way or the other, but, like, this doesn't look like, look, I'm looking at the other stuff that doesn't have CM Punk on it. Like, that's just even doing, that's just doing even worse. So, like, what what is there to, what are we saying right now about, I understand people want to get their jokes off because, like, people have, you know, people are sick of punk shit and rightfully so, but it's like, but kill him for the shit that he's done, not like the, the, the other shit that where it's like, that's not actually what is worth killing him about. So that's kind of where I was at on it. So that's the end of the show. Uh, technical difficulties. Rich's uh, feed dropped completely. So I was in the middle of my punk filibuster thing just now. And then I look up and like, I'm like, okay, uh, where did we end up leaving off at? And then I realized like, oh shit. Rich dropped, so but like we were at the end of the show. But so thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to raise whatever app you're using, listen us with. Um, if you want to donate, you can go to our show notes in our uh, in the podcast and go to the red circle link and donate there. And you can listen to other shows on the network. Uh, besides Winning Shredder, you have Keeping It a Strong Style, The Ricky and Clive Lessing Show, Gorman Watches Shit, Eight uh, Bit Suplex, The Grave Consequences Podcast, All Things Elite great mass generator get in the ring and meet the press slam thanks for listening y'all later